Well, welcome everybody. Welcome to the show, Harmonic Whiskey Tales. Uh, this is going to be a little summary of our Formula One weekend from the Belgian Grand Prix. Let me just uh, close all my tabs of various gadgets that I've been doing research on. I should probably do a podcast about that soon and just talk about all the various upgrades and things I've been contemplating and trying not to do. Some necessary, some unnecessary. So I'm trying to filter out the necessary and the unnecessary so that I'm only getting what I need. So, But in the process of doing that, I've actually done a lot of random research on stuff. So um, I should probably do a gadget special. I think I might have to start doing, going back to these kind of news summary gadget news things because um, it's hard to get people on the show at the moment with all this COVID stuff. So, um, so I think that's going to be have to be what we're going to do. So, hang on, have a drink. I'm off the booze at the moment as well. It's terrible. But I actually feel quite good about it. I'm off the bread as well, which, which is even more fucking amazing, to be honest with you. I don't know how I've managed it, but um, <laughs> that's been quite good. I, I broke that at the weekend and felt awful for two days. So, I'm back off the bread again. <laughs> so, cause it, it made me realise how messed up it is. So, um, I had a croissant. It was so good, but it destroyed me. I had a migraine for like 12 hours. So I think <laughs> I think that is uh, a sign to uh, not eat so much bread. So uh, anyway, never mind. Enough of this bread. Uh, let's talk about the race. I mean, the, the um, qualifying... I don't know if I'm going to do the qualifying summaries anymore. It seems to make sense just to do a, a nice waffle about the entire weekend as just a general summary, really, because... Um, Basically, Hamilton's going to be on pole. <laughs> Maybe Bottas occasionally, but Hamilton's just in another world at the moment. He's just so ahead of everyone else. Um, obviously, the car's making a difference. Although, this weekend, it was actually a lot closer um, than it has been. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it's Hamilton overperforming or but Bottas underperforming, but Verstappen was literally a one hundredth of a second behind Bottas and from P three to P two, and then there was like a half second gap to Hamilton. So, um, which round Spa a half a second really isn't very much because it's such a long circuit. But um, so to be a hundredth of a second off for Verstappen, I mean that's just that's you know the difference a driver could make is breaking a little bit later, you know, just hitting that apex slightly better and a slightly better drive out of a corner or something. So it's, um, <laughs> it was super close. So, and actually Ricardo got a P4 in um, qualifying as well, which was really good. So, um, yeah, so that, I mean, that's great for him. Renault, uh, they've got good power at the moment. And on a circuit like this, it's all about the power and running quite low downforce. But this circuit's interesting because the, 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 it's split into three sections. The first section and the third section are all about top speed and engine power and all that kind of stuff. So you want quite low downforce, but then the middle section is quite technical and requires quite high downforce to, to get the most out of the car. So the whole practice session for two days was all about trying to get that balance between the right amount of downforce for the middle sector and then kind of the right amount of downforce for the first and the third sector. So it was a very interesting kind of balance that the drivers were trying to find. Um, and then also the the toe you get, or the slipstream you get from the cars in front and some of the straights can be quite beneficial, but then it can hurt you in the middle section. So it's really interesting. In the end, Hamilton wanted to go first out of him and Bottas, so he was always ahead. So he never really made use of the slipstream and 
ironically, it actually served him better. So, um, yeah, it was an interesting one. But, yeah, I mean, again, Hamilton just consistent, sensational two laps in, in Q3 and just, yeah, you know, Bottas just wasn't ever going to get close to him really. So um, it must be so hard to be Hamilton's teammate. <laughs> just, like, relentless. Um, so, uh, yeah, so there we go. And, I mean, standout qualifying there but was probably Daniel Ricciardo in fourth. Um, Pierre Gasly's still doing well. Um, he had a good race, actually. We'll get to that. Um, and, yeah, that's probably the standout. Albon's was fifth, so uh, a better job from him. Um, and, ironically, he did better in qualifying and not so good in the race this time. So, anyway, but that was maybe more down to Red Bull, but we can get to that. So... Uh, let's just go through the race results. So Hamilton P1, well done to him. Really good drive, just controlled it um, on quite a difficult strategy with the tyres. Just one stop. Um, they were losing the, the tyres towards the end, so it didn't make the end particularly exciting. But it kind of did because you weren't sure if they were going to any of them were going to make it. So uh, and Ricardo was on a charge. So. Uh, yeah, anyway, we'll get to that. So, yeah, Hamilton P1, Bottas P2, Verstappen P3, Daniel Ricciardo P4. Great drive from him. Probably drive of the day, really. Um, Espan Ocon P5, uh, Alexander Albon P6. So he actually dropped a place from where he started from. Uh, we'll get back to that, though. Lando Norris P7, really great drive from him. Pierre Gasly P8, he's just on fire this this year. Just it's, I don't know, if something's changed with him. And he's, um, I mean, behind Hamilton, he's probably the driver of the season so far. Um, and maybe Verstappen as well. You kind of forget about Verstappen. He's just so consistently good and fast that he doesn't maybe get enough plaudits. I mean, he does, but he's doing a great job with that car to put it where it is. Like he's right on Mercedes tail and he's P2 in the championship because of it. So, um, yeah. So anyway, uh, I'm digressing. Uh, Lance Stroll P9, Sergio Perez P10. Decent weekend from Racing Point, but they'll be a bit disappointed with that. Um, considering the power of their engine and the Renault engines seem to be doing really well this week. So anyway, yeah. Um, this next one's interesting. You've got Kvyat P11 and then Kimi Raikkonen P12 for Alfa Romeo. And then you've got the two Ferraris, Vettel and Leclerc. They're well off the pace. We'll get back to that in a minute. <laughs> uh, Romain Grosjean P15, P16, Nicholas Latifi, P17, Kevin Magnussen. And then you had Antonio Giovinazzi, George Russell and Carlos Sainz didn't finish. Well, actually, Carlos Sainz didn't even start. He had an issue on the, on the, on the lap that they do from the pits around the circuit to the grid. And... Um, he had a exhaust issue and just, yeah, so he couldn't even start. So that's a bit of an issue for McLaren. They'll be disappointed with that, especially because, I mean, they were they were pretty strong. I mean, they got a, P, a pretty good P7. Science would have been around that, maybe higher up. So they lost a lot of points. And Renault had a really good, you know, points haul. They got 23 points, um, which is huge for them. So... Yeah, that's kind of a yeah, a bit of a kick in the guts for um, McLaren there, but you know, never mind. Uh, and then Giovinazzi and Russell, Giovinazzi lost it on turn nine or something like that, and it kind of lost the rear end. They had a bit of a tank slapper, went into the barrier, then bounced out across the, the circuit and collected George Russell. Basically, Russell tried to get out of the way, but. Gasly had already lost a wheel and the wheel just bounced across the circuit and slammed into the side of Russell and so they were both out and that, that caused a little safety car so um, yeah so 
not great for them. I mean, Russell, luckily, and um, Giovinazzi, both, they're both okay. But Giovinazzi, I don't know. I don't think he's quite good enough for Formula One. He just seems to be, I don't know. There's something not quite there with him, I think. Um, yeah, it's a weird one. So, and especially that car should have been up in the, you know, near to the top 10, really. So, looking at Leclerc, looking at um, Raikkonen's, you know, um, performance, you know, he could have got a P11, P12. And while that wouldn't have been any points, it still would have been a good result for them. So, um, yeah, a bit of a shame for them. So, yeah, there was the standings. So, let's work our way from the back, shall we? Kevin Magnussen for Haas. Yeah, Haas had a really disappointing race all round, really. Williams were off the pace. I mean, George Russell could have been higher up because the car was doing pretty good. Um, I think they'd have beaten all the Ferrari drivers, so he could have probably got a P12, potentially. So, And with a slightly different strategy because of the safety car, that he might have benefited more than that. So, yeah, it's a real shame for him. Um, it was just, just sheer, just unlucky for him. Um, I think he said in his statement it was both unlucky and lucky. So it was unlucky, obviously, to get hit, but lucky that he didn't get hurt because it could have been really bad. So um, with the wheel just bouncing across like that and this kind of side swipe from um, this kind of out of control Alfa Romeo, it's, um, yeah, it could have been serious. But he was okay, so that's good. Uh, so let's get up to Ferrari. So Leclerc and Vettel. So, yeah, I mean, it's... Um, they've just lost so much power because of i mean essentially this is this is a weird thing like on tv they don't talk about it and they're like oh why what, what's going on with ferrari oh they've lost so much power and oh what happened and it's obvious what happened and everyone knows they got caught cheating last year basically they running they were running an illegal engine that was producing far too much power because they were doing stuff to the engine which they weren't allowed to do something to do with injecting oil into the cylinders or something i don't know something like that causing more explosions in in the engine which gives them more power so um they found a sneaky thing that they were doing and they got caught and because of that i mean it was this sort of out of it was a settlement out of court it was a closed thing no one knows what happened they got fined that was it they didn't release what happened which for me is just so dodgy so clearly they were they were cheating basically and every ferrari engine car is now massively off the pace compared to last year. Ferrari, compared to last year, uh, a huge amount off the pace in terms of top speed. And if you do a side-by-side -side comparison of the cars, which they did between last year and this year on the same circuit, it's, um, yeah, it's way off. So it's a real struggle for them. And I think the problem is with the engine is that they've obviously got caught doing this thing. They've built the engine around doing this sneaky thing. So now they've got this engine, they can't really do much to the engine over the next, well, this year and next year until these big rule changes come in, you know, in a couple of years' time. So they're stuck with this engine, basically, like it is. They're not allowed, I think they've kind of, everyone's reached this point where the engines are frozen in terms of development. So it's, they're fucked, basically. If you excuse the language, they're totally fucked. So they're going to have an issue next weekend at... Monza and then at the following weekend at Mugello which is their home circuit they're, they're going to be in a similar situation where they're going to be way off the pace and um, it's going to be a problem yeah Monza they're they're buggered basically um, they just don't have the straight line speed they don't have the power I mean they can run super low downforce but everyone else is going to be as well so you know that's it's going to be that's going to be where we really see 
how little power they've got, especially compared to last year, where obviously they won. Um, and actually, they won at, um, you know, Charles Leclerc won Spa and won Monza last year, two in a row. So, yeah, they're a bit buggered. Um, considering, though, I mean, it seems like they're almost, um, Vettel and Leclerc are almost gelling better and they're, the team are almost, I don't know, gelling better as a whole team because of the situation they find themselves in. I think they're all frustrated and um, actually Toto Wolf came out and said that he uh, he puts it down to a few key people at Ferrari that have caused this to happen. Um, and yeah, but it's just weird that no one's talking about it. They're just, no one's calling them out for basically cheating because it's this like closed document and the FIA won't disclose what they did wrong. Um, so no one knows, but everyone knows because it's clear they're running a shitload less power. So they got caught doing something they shouldn't have done. So anyway, I've waffled enough about that, but it's just, you know, fuck Ferrari basically. Um, I just feel sorry for Carlos Sainz because he signed for Ferrari from McLaren, who next year, I mean, they've got a really good car this year as it is, but they get a Mercedes engine next year. So they're going to be, they're going to be up there. They're going to be fighting Red Bull. You know, they're, they're potential P2 contenders in the championship next year. So, and science is going from that potential and potential race wins, podiums to being in a car where Ferrari have even come out and said that they're not going to make any progress until 2022 when they get this, all these new rules come in where they can have, you know, new engines and new aero and all this kind of stuff. So, um, yeah. He's going to be a bit pissed off about it. But anyway, you know, what's he going to do? He's still with Ferrari and hopefully, you know, they'll sort it out and be back at the top soon enough. So um, so that's Ferrari. They're basically a bit fucked. Uh, Kimi Räikkönen for Alfa Romeo, solid race, beating Ferrari with a Ferrari engine car. Super, super good from him. Well done to him. Uh, Daniel Kvyat, Alfa Tauri, Honda. He's sort of, um, he's getting beaten quite, I don't know. He's getting thrashed by Pierre Gasly, let's say, in the same car and underperforming a bit, I'd say. So I don't know if he's struggling with confidence or struggling with the car in some way, but he does seem to be a bit off the pace. Um, the two racing points, P9 and P10, they'll probably be a bit disappointed with that. I mean, considering they supposedly have a Mercedes from last year, they, I mean, to be, it could have been the stair setup. They just went with a bit more aero rather than so much straight line speed maybe I don't know but um, which is normally the opposite way to they normally do things so yeah I don't know about that and then yeah Pierre Gasly P8 what a race he had he probably did the move of the race against Sergio Perez coming up to Eau Rouge and uh, they, so they came out of turn one which is this really tight kind of right like 90 degree right real slow corner and then Gasly was on the inside Perez was on the outside and they came down into Eau Rouge and by this point they're doing like a hundred and 80, 190 miles an hour going into this kind of S corner up this really steep hill and into Radion. Um, it's super, one of the most dangerous corners in the world. And um, Perez tried to squeeze Gasly into the wall and literally lay, gave him not even enough room because their tyres, like Gasly's tyre kind of went into the little gap between the front and the rear tyre of Perez. So they, they basically didn't even leave him a car's width. But Gasly was like, no, nah. he actually on, afterwards came out and said, he's like, no, nah, fuck that. He was pissed off that he forced him that much into the wall. He was literally an inch away from the wall at this point. Uh, so he was just like, fuck it, I'm just keeping my foot down. So he just went flat out, foot down, 
went into Eau Rouge and got the pass on the inside onto um onto Perez and took the corner and it was it was pretty and pretty ballsy, especially considering last year one of his best mates, um, Antoine Hubert, uh, died in the, at that corner in the F two race. Um, that was this time last year, so. That must have been going through his head, and I just it's yeah incredible. So that was yeah that was a great move from him. I mean that, that I think that got him driver of the day for that move really, and it was that good that yeah people are going to be talking about that for a long time. So he's um yeah he's on fire at the moment. So yeah, well done to him. Uh, Lando Norris P seven. So he I mean, he was pretty quiet through the race really. He just kind of got his head down, did his thing, and then had his kind of late surge at the end like he always does, and um wasn't far off getting past Alex Albon really um very close to getting past him but probably needed a couple more laps and he would have done it so uh yeah solid race from him um he kind of underperformed a bit in um qualifying started p10 so you know he made up a few places did well good race got some points for um, McLaren especially with um science going out with that um exhaust issue um he did I think the best he could today so that was good Alex Albon p6 well, I don't know. He got put on a really strange strategy from Red Bull, which they seem to be doing with him. They seem to be using him as a test bench for Verstappen to see what tyres they should put Verstappen on, which kind of sucks for Albon. Uh, I mean, they put him on the medium tyre when really they should have probably put him on the hard tyre. But I guess they were gambling to see, hoping that he'd be able to get go through the field and make up a few places. But then he was always going to run out of tyres towards the end of the race. So it didn't really work out. And I guess it's, good on them for trying it but it kind of puts Albon in a bad situation and I mean he could probably only have got a P5 best case scenario but I think to be honest the Renaults were just too quick for them this weekend when they were in and around each other so um, it's uh, I mean to be honest Ocon only got past Albon on like the second to last lap or something so um, I think Albon just ran out of tyres and got done on the straight with DRS and there's not much you can do about that so I mean it's a solid race from Albon and he's under pressure so he's definitely performing better gradually better each week so hopefully a couple more races he'll be he'll be you know up at the top again I mean I think the next two races for him are really important for his confidence and hopefully he can be a bit closer to Verstappen because at Monza um I mean it's just straights and a couple of chicanes so really like everyone should do doing pretty well so um and then you've got the two Renaults who will be really strong next weekend as well Ricardo fourth Ocon fifth Ocon pretty quiet race but had a pretty you know good surge at the end so he did really well to get that p5 and then Ricardo was just on fire the whole race I mean he really just drive of the day really for me I mean to put that car where he did on the on the grid in qualifying in fourth and to maintain that position and to be to only finish like three seconds off Verstappen at the end I mean that's really really good from Renault um they'll be really pleased with that so um yeah so that's good and they're going to be really racy in the next couple of races i think so watch out for ricardo in monza that's what i'm going to say uh verstappen p3 kind of a quiet race he was kind of stuck in the middle of everything he couldn't really close the gap onto mercedes and he was easily beating the renault up until obviously you know a few more laps he might have been in trouble because of the tires but that's the only reason he was slower towards the end was his tyres. They were doing such a long second stint on the tyres. So um, it's, uh, yeah, and they, they couldn't pit him towards the end to get new tyres like they have done previously because there wasn't a big enough gap because Ricardo was just so on fire uh, that 
he was making it very difficult for them, which just goes to show, you know, as soon as you start having a slightly more competitive field, it does make things a lot more difficult strategically for, for, for people. So, and I mean, Mercedes had the same issue. They couldn't really pit. I mean, Hamilton probably could, if, if Bottas and Verstappen had pitted with the aim to try and get past Ricardo, Hamilton probably could have pitted and still come out ahead of Ricardo. Such was his gap, but um, it's, it's still, yeah, difficult. Difficult, and actually, I mean, Hamilton made the point at the end that Verstappen's got a really difficult job on his hands at the moment, and and that's why he's also he should be praised. Like Verstappen, this is should be praised for doing what he's doing because he doesn't have the support of his teammate. If his teammate was up with him, Red Bull could be a lot more clever with the strategy and do you know try different strategies out, put Mercedes under pressure, and have their two cars fighting the Mercedes. And I think you might see some different results if that happens. So it's really important that Albon gets up that field. And I think he knows that and Red Bull know that everyone knows it. And Hamilton called him out live on air about it. So it's, um, I don't know why he did that. I guess he's maybe he's trying to put some pressure on Red Bull to, I don't know. It's an interesting one. Or maybe he's just trying to G up Albon a bit and, you know, give him a kick up the backside and say, this is what you should be doing, you know? if you want to make it because they're kind of protecting Albon, which is good. And I think he's got the potential to be right up there with Verstappen in terms of pace, but he just needs to, it's, it's his mind. That's the issue I think. And that's what he needs to focus on. I know I've said that before, but if he can get that right, I think he's got the talent to, um, and he's definitely got the racing ability. Oh my God. He's, he's one of the best racers on the grid, I think. So he, he just, um, I don't know. It's just getting that quality thing sorted out. So, and they're working on it. I think they're figuring out they need to set the car up a bit differently for him. Um, quite different to Verstappen. So I think, yeah, they'll get there. They'll get there. Uh, and then Bottas and Hamilton. I mean, Hamilton just controlled the race again like he does and Bottas just couldn't keep with him. Um, there was points where he was really pushing and got to within almost within a second, but he just couldn't get that DRS zone, which Hamilton's just a master at keeping someone just out of that DRS zone when he needs to. So... Um, even after the restart um, from the safety car, he, he managed to withstand the you know the couple of laps after that without getting passed through through the um, the slipstream. You don't get DRS at that point. This is two laps before you get DRS activated again. But um, yeah, I don't know. It, it was an interesting one. I mean, and and they both went on this one stop and put on the hard tires once the safety car came in, which kind of forced everyone's hand a bit, and that almost. To be honest, that ruined the race for everyone, really, when that safety car came out, because everyone just came in and put hard tyres on. And then it was just a procession, basically. And then everyone was in nursing their tyres for the last, like, five or six laps. So, And it was actually Ricardo who had some life left in his tyres, which is why he put on such a good charge and was catching up to Verstappen towards the end. So, um, And then he actually got the fastest lap on the last lap, which was really good. So um, they got him the extra point. So he got the extra point from 12 points to 13 points. So, yeah, he was awesome. Ricardo was great. He's such a good driver to watch. Like, he's just... Um, he's absolute box office, that guy. So, And he's proving he is... He's always the best driver in his team. Um, I mean, Ocon's no slouch, but Ricardo is outperforming him. And um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see him at, um, in that McLaren next year with the Mercedes engine. It's, um, you know, he's going to be getting podiums, I think. He's going to be really pushing Red Bull, and especially if Red Bull haven't figured out this Albon thing. If he's still in the car and he's still not performing, I mean, do they bring Gasly back in? I don't know, because Gasly kind of. 
he failed horribly in Red Bull. I guess it's the pressure. Whereas in Alpha Tauri, you know, their sister team, there's not as much pressure. So, you know, if you swap them back over, does that then, I don't know, does it solve anything? Because it could just, same thing could just happen again. So they've got to just pick a driver and stick with him. Maybe they should have started with Gasly all along and just nurtured him in the same way they've been doing with Albon. Or maybe they've learned from that mistake and that's why they're trying to nurse Albon and bring him out of his shell a bit. Um, it's a very difficult situation. Um, but then, you know, it's weird. It's not, you've got drivers like Hamilton, Verstappen, Ricardo, um, probably Norris, and then Leclerc and George Russell, Carlos Sainz, people like that, that they just can step up to the pressure. And I think you put George Russell in any car on the grid and he'll beat, he'll beat whoever he's driving against. That's the calibre. I, I, that's how highly I rate George Russell. And he's got the mentality and it's like he's not phased by the pressure at all. Um, he, he's like world champion material, absolutely. Which is why it's such a shame he's in that fucking Williams. They've got to get him out of that car. I mean, Bottas, really, I'd have Hamilton and Russell in that Mercedes. But the reason why they haven't done it is because they think Russell's going to push Hamilton too much and it's going to be like fucking Rosberg all over again. Although I think um, Russell's a bit nicer than Rosberg, but but probably not on the track. <laughs> I actually don't know. So it's that's why they want Bottas, because they know he's not quite good as good as Hamilton, and but he'll still get the points for the team and get the, get the championship for the team which is what they want so you want this kind of secondary driver as your teammate which is something maybe for Red Bull it's good with Albon because they know he's not going to beat Verstappen but he's just not quite good enough to be pushing Verstappen you know you, you want a driver that, that pushes you you know so um, yeah I mean I, I guess the dream team really is the Ferrari Vettel and Leclerc they're so closely matched they push each other and you know they could be you know up there but it's just the Ferrari fucked up so much with that engine that it's just such a shame for them um, but anyway never mind never mind um, that'll probably do it. I've waffled enough we're almost at half an hour um, so I think what I'll do is um, I've got a chicken in the oven I better check on that Fuck. Um, what we'll do I mean obviously keep doing these ones I'll probably just keep with the race stuff rather than the quality because I don't know probably fed up with me waffling so much and then i think i'm going to start doing a few of these um i might just do a little gadget roundup of various gadgets i've been researching so it could cover things like little speakers computer speakers i've been looking into small amps i've been reading about also um what else have we been doing little microphones we got dave a new little mic the other day so we might do a little review of that i'll tell you about that as well um and then oh, some other stuff as well watches and all sorts so um, i'll just have to do a gadget roundup soon when i feel motivated to do it so um and then we'll hopefully get some guests on soon just to keep things a bit more interesting and varied so uh, but like i said it's just difficult at the moment it's hard to have people around the house with all this covid situation and while sydney isn't as bad as melbourne they are getting these clusters of cases so it's i'm a bit paranoid about it so um hopefully it'll be all right though anyway there we go so thank you everyone for tuning in that was someone at whiskey tales and our little roundup of the belgium grand prix at spa next weekend we have monza it's always um a pretty entertaining race lots of passing because it's all just big long straights and low downforce so um that should be quite exciting so um hamilton's probably going to win again but 
you know me, I like that. So, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, cheers for tuning in, everyone, and we'll be back soon. Cheers, guys. Bye.